Welcome to the H2P Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here on the DK Sports Radio Network. You can find this show and subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere podcasts are hosted, including Amazon. Pit fans, you feel like pit fans right now, right? It's rough. You wake up from yesterday's loss, and it's not like it's not like Pitt is is where they were with Kevin Stallings. But you've been saying that for the last two years. And it's starting to become repetitive. No, it's not starting. It, it, it is repetitive now. The losing pattern that you find yourself in in the Jeff Capel era. Now, not saying that Jeff Capel, that they always lose in the Jeff Capel era, but Pitt now has dropped six of their last seven games, including last, uh, last night's loss to North Carolina State by one point. And here's the sort of pattern they go through, right? They uh, they, they start out the game. Sometimes they'll be hot. Sometimes they'll be cold. But they'll be sloppy play. They'll be turnovers. They'll do just enough to stay in it in the first half. Second half comes out. The other team eventually gets a lead because Pitt falls into a lull. You're wondering what's happening. Why can't they get it together? Then Pitt storms back. Maybe they'll tie it. Maybe they'll get it within like three or four points. But then they can't finish the deal. That has been the recipe to so many losses this season already. And that was the recipe to last night's loss. NC State isn't Duke. Isn't North Carolina. Isn't Virginia. This is on the level of the Notre Dame and Wake Forest losses. Now, granted, Notre Dame was a blowout, and Wake Forest is probably actually a worse team than NC State, but still, that is where this program has fallen. And it's a question of, is this is this the ceiling of what Jeff Capel can coach for for this team? Now, to be fair to Jeff Capel, still, I've always believed that when you're asking a coach to dig your program out of a crater that the, the size that Kevin Stallings had built, whether it's football or basketball, that you should give them the, the liberty to grow from those pains. Because most guys that come into a program, usually the cupboards are not bare. You have the guy's previous recruits. You have good players. You have something to build on for the future. Gable didn't have any of that, and that's fair to say. But these are his early recruits that we're seeing struggle right now. And the arguably the biggest face of his of his first recruiting class, Xavier Johnson, seems uncontrollable. And I say uncontrollable because you you know you know X. When he's on, he's on. He has behind-the-back layups like he did last night. He can hit random three-pointers. He's explosive. He can be a catalyst for you. We saw that against Virginia Tech when he had 32 points. 
but he also can be a major double-edged sword that comes back and hits you. And that's what's been happening. Now, he put up, I think, 14 points against NC State, but he he had four more turnovers. You have to protect the basketball, especially a team like North Carolina State that depends on taking over the uh, ter- ter- forcing turnovers. They let they led the N- the ACC in with sixteen forced turnovers per game. Pitt had fourteen, but still, that's 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 far too many. And in a one point game, any one of those points would have been nice to have. And then on top of that, you have his, his technical foul now. If you if you read my story on DKSports.com, you'll see that Audis Tony, you know, did call out X for it, but he also said like at the same time, you know, this is basketball. We talk because it wasn't like X punched a guy. It wasn't like he shoved a guy. It wasn't like he did something crazy. He looked at the bench of North Carolina State after he hit a three, and said something. And and, and to add further context, to be fair to X, on uh, the the play previously. When North Carolina State scored, he got shoved to the ground, and nobody did anything about it. Like, the refs didn't blow a whistle. There was nothing. And he kind of looked up with his hands up, and he's like, okay, fine. And he didn't come down. He didn't go looking for somebody. He went down and hit a three. And that's, in the moment of hitting the three, that's where you like X, because he's got a true competitive spirit. But then he says something to the bench. Now, we don't know what he said. It probably was something pretty crazy. If the ref teed him up, but then again, it might not be because if Theo Horton got got teed up for saying "and one literally on Sunday, I mean that's literally all he said was "and one," and they and they gave him a technical foul. So maybe he just said "take that," and it was a problem. But either way, Jeff Capel's exasperation over when he, when we asked him about that after the game sh- said the story. Jeff Capel was like, "We've been telling him for three years to stop it. We don't know how to get through to him." And when you hear something like that, that, that's a little alarming. That's a, uh, you might not be around here much longer. And remember, they benched X to start that game. Femi Udakali, who actually didn't have a bad game. He's still not the score pit needs, but, um, you know, he had a block. He had some good possessions. Uh, I think he only had like a couple turnovers, but he had, I think he had four assists on the night. He, he was good. And they, he's trending in the right direction for Pitt. But when you when you sound here that kind of just tiredness from from Jeff Capel over X committing a, a technical foul like that and a technical foul that gave the team two points in a one point game that that says to me that there's there's problems there and he's one of your key players. Now I think Justin Champagny, who had his eleventh double double of the season, eighteen points, ten rebounds. I I you know he's still doing his thing, but. I have to look at that and say, man, I do think that he's lost a step. I think that he's dealing with a link, like that injury is is nagging him a little bit. Um, he's not as explosive off the ball or on defense. And there's times that he can be, but it seems like it's it's a lot more limited now than it was when he first came back. I thought Adi's Tony had a good game for the most part, but the problems with the pit had was on defense. We'll give more to that in just a minute. But I, I look at this Jeff Capel team and I wonder, you know, is it fair to go after them 
when they are missing obvious pieces. Like, like again, when the cupboards are bare and you're investing in your recruiting class to try and find different answers, you're going to have hits and misses. And clearly his hits, his hits have been on the side of the backcourt and finding guys that can, that can score and create stuff. But clearly his misses have been in the front court. And that's where they often get abused. And the guy who was supposed to help them in the front court this year is waiting a preliminary hearing for uh, felony charges of criminal conspiracy to commit uh, Grand Theft Auto. That being John Ugly, of course. Is it fair to Jeff? No. But is it a reality that Pitt has to accept? Yes. I don't think it means that Jeff should be necessarily fired right now, especially when you consider where Pitt's coming from. But you, I think at some point you have to, maybe in the, in the next two seasons, you have to start seeing that change over. Um, and, and this season looked like it might have been that that way. They started off winning, what was it, 8-2, and 4-1 and one in the conference. They started off the right way. And now they've plummeted for a third straight season. And again, yes, the... Or the, the plummet in 2018, totally understandable. 2019, hey, it's your second year. You shall fell one game just short of 500. You're trending in the right direction. But this year was supposed to be the year where they started turning that, cor- that corner. But I'm not always a just a big picture guy. I'm a guy that looks at the small picture. That looks at analyzing, breaking down film. And we're going to do a little bit of that. Looking at the defense and where this team can actually do better right after this. Back here on the H2P Podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here on DK Sports Radio, talking to you about some good basketball. Now, like I said, I was looking at the big picture in the last segment. Just, man, like another loss, another skid where you lose six out of your last seven. It's rough for Pitt. But one thing that Jeff Capel said when we asked him about this, about the, when this I mean, about two or three games ago when, this, when, the, when the skid was going down and they were starting to lose again, and, you know, we asked him in the, in, in the media, we were just like, hey, like, how, you know, how does this compare to your previous years? And Jeff's like, I don't have time to look at that. And that's the correct answer. I'm not looking back. I'm not watching tape on, on two last season and two seasons ago and saying, hmm, yeah, that's the same thing as, as this. You no, know, I'm looking at this year because as a coach, I know what this team needs to do. And he does. But the thing is that I don't think that he has been able to get his guys to understand that. And this is a team that doesn't have the kind of scorer who can create his own shot all the time. Champagne's on that level. Xavier Johnson can be when he's not getting in his own way. And I think Audis Tony is a good slasher and defender when the opportunities are created by good offense. And Ithia Horton can sometimes shoot. He's not a he's not he's not a great shooter, but he can when he gets hot, he's hot. But where this team has to win is by being scrappy and playing very good defense because they're not they're not the, the elite scorers in the league. They're among the worst shooters. 
They're among the worst free throw shooters. They have to find ways to play better defense and fight their way through wins. And when they were winning, they were doing that. So it's not like they're incapable. But as a coach, when I look at this and I, and, I, and you say, you look at each game, it's like, okay, well, the front court failed us against North Carolina. And, you know, oh, well, we turned the ball over too much against Georgia Tech. No, well, we had too many technicals against uh, this last one in North Carolina State. Or you shot pathetically poor against name a team because they've done that a few times this year. When all the losses start coming from all these different directions, you start looking around and saying, man, there's problems. Now, this last problem was defense. And defense is the one thing that's supposed to travel, right? Defense, Good defense travels well. And that's the one thing that you may not hit your shots when you're in, a, in an opponent's gym, but you can play defense. Now, granted, they were home in their, in their loss on Wednesday, but I, I looked at several of those defensive possessions and just not being able to cut off the ball not being able to communicate and at least stop the dribble, stop the drive. The first key component to defense for me when I'm looking at a basketball team is do not give up the paint. Keep them out of the middle. Force them to hit their shots from outside. Not just not just not under the hoop, but on the wings, on the corners. Those are the harder shots percentage-wise. And Pitt couldn't do that against NC State. They knew, and, and Jeff Cable said, we knew the ball screens were coming, and they certainly did come. Now, NC State is one of the top five scoring teams in the ACC, or one of the top five shooting teams in the ACC. And it's weird because they don't have a good record. They, they're like four and eight, or they're, no, they're five and eight in the ACC. But, I, I, yeah, I'm looking at this and I'm saying, like, man, like these, these, there's still basic moments where you could have cut them off and not let them get get going on offense. There was a there was one there was one play that I broke this down in my my article after the game where it was just the Steelers uh, the Steelers the pit, the pit excuse me meshing up on my jobs guys, um, but uh, Pitt's playing zone defense in a two three. North Carolina State kicks it down to their big man in the post. Terrell Brown D's him up. And then Femi Udakali just kind of lets his man let lets his zone go and his and there's a man just runs right through the middle and that guy is an easy dunk. So then when he comes down, Terrell Brown has to come back and defend him. He, and then it, it just it causes problems. You have to keep guys out off of that. And it seems like Pitt is having just those mental lapses in those moments. And that's where as a coach, you gotta you can't let that happen. And now you're in a position where who do you go to? Because all you've got behind the, your starters of that that are sophomores and juniors are freshmen who are still growing and, and learning, and they're not—they're not the super freshmen that you get from the team from the programs that are like, you know, hey, we'll get four freshmen that'll go to the NBA draft this year. It's a tough spot. I don't think that um, I don't think it's that that Pitt is incapable of figuring things out on defense, but I do think that there's something that has to happen from inside. I wrote weeks ago that 
that Jeff Capel, and I even said on the show weeks ago, Jeff Capel needs leaders to step up and hear his message and push it to the team. And against Virginia Tech, it sounded like Justin Champagny, Audis Tony, and Xavier Johnson all did that. There was a meeting that they held, and they got through to each other, and they, they stepped up, and they had a huge win. And then the loss against Virginia, that was okay. They were they were number 13-ranked Virginia at the time. They, they were one of the baddest teams in the country. And, they had one, and consistently, Virginia, year in and year out, has had the best defense in the country. But, I mean, <laughs> North Carolina State, Georgia Tech, those are excusable. Those are the games that you're supposed to win. And if they win those games, we're not talking about skit here. We're talking about, okay, well, there's growth here. But in both of those games, well, Georgia Tech was more so the turnovers, but still defense needs to lock it down. That was the that was the, the style of play that got Ben Howland to turn Pitt around when he did it. I remember the seasons, um, even in the early Jamie Dixon days, where Pitt was like, uh, there were so many times that they would hold an opponent under 60 points. And whenever they did, they won because they, they, they didn't have the scores then, but they had the defense. So if Pitt's going to get back into contention, obviously now the tournament's out of question. Um, they Back when they lost to, I want to say, Virginia, maybe not Virginia, even before that, I was like, if they win seven of their last 12 games, they can do this. But it's out of the question now. The ACC is not good enough to, to, to lose the way that Pitt has. Right now they're playing for if there's an NIT. And getting ready for the ACC tournament to make, see if they can make a run. Because if you make it, make a run in the ACC tournament, maybe you say this season, this season has seen improvement. But they need to avoid having a losing record. They've got four games left on their official schedule, and about five opponents left that need to be rescheduled. If the defense doesn't improve in these games, that's where I'm going to be looking at Jeff and being like, "Come on, man, you got to get these these kids to to get it together and play." Like a unit. Now again, Pitt could. Pitt, 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 I, I'd still give him more time, because I would say like, you know get let this man get some get some more recruits in there. He needs to have have kids that he can battle with and, and rotate with. Um, but again, if that defense doesn't show up, if they don't cut off the ball better, if they don't stop the ball screens, if they're not communicating, switching off better, challenging more shots. This is this team isn't going to go anywhere next year either. Then, and, and Jeff Cable's the first thing we said when he asked about defense was like they shot fifty seven percent. You can't let a team shoot fifty seven percent because that's what that shows how many uncontested shots there were. And and we saw what the what the formula for that was: drive through the middle, dish to the man if the, if if he's free. If not, you take it yourself and you put it down. Pitt's not an offensive juggernaut enough to over. Uh, the Pitt's not the offensive juggernaut that can overcome. The, that type of defensive play. So, in these final games, the one thing that you want to see from everyone is better is better defense, more aggressive defense, physical, smart defense. Not get not drawing the fouls, avoiding those technical fouls, and giving yourself a chance. Because legitimately, these might be the last games that Justin Champagne plays for you. And who knows? He that might come sooner rather than later. We saw Jalen Johnson Johnson of um, Duke come out and opt out of the season. 
And yes, there's a lot of other circumstances for that. But still, you look at that and that's a little alarming because Jalen Johnson knows he's a lottery pick. Champagne knows he's probably an NBA pick. But maybe he's like, eh, I want to I, I want to be a lottery pick. I want to move my, my, my status up a bit. Who knows? But if you don't get it together soon, he may be like, eh, what's the point of me coming back for a third year when I can get another knee injury, not not make the NCAA tournament, and then maybe hurt my draft stock when I know that I can get probably picked in the, at least in the, in the end of the first round or in the second round and become a millionaire by next year. It's going to start with the defense. It has to start with the defense. And that's where I'm looking for Jeff Capel to get his team to step up and improve in the final weeks of the season. March is right around the corner, and so is the ACC tournament. Well, thanks for listening to the H2P Podcast. I am your host, Chris Carter. You can follow me on Twitter at Carter Critiques. We hope you're enjoying the DK Sports Radio Network. We've got a lot of great things coming your way. Rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out. Thanks again for listening, y'all. Be back in your ears again soon.